Hey, welcome back to the Intuitive Mindset Podcast with Jeannie Lynch. And just a quick question for you today. Are you wondering how to reclaim hope, purpose, and fulfillment in a world absolutely gone crazy? Well, then today's episode is for you. Join me today on episode 23. We'll be talking to Anne Dechter, and she wrote a book called You Aren't Here to Be Good, You're Here to Be Better. For more, stay listening. That fun podcast is coming up next. Hey, Jeannie Lynch coming back to you today. Welcome back to Spiritual Stories Worth Sharing, a year-long focus bringing inspirational stories and messages out to you to hopefully make your day, but more importantly, out to the world. And here we are, right? We're in the thick of it. Coronavirus, we're in shutdown, lockdown. We've been talking about this for quite a while. We're not sure how much longer we're going to be talking about that. Well, one of the good things that has come from this whole terrible time is I'm meeting so many amazing people online. So my next guest, Anne Shoshana Dechter, she's coming in. She's an author. She's a public speaker. She's an influencer. She's also a resilient coach. And she reached out to me. She saw my mission. She saw my intention. And she felt like she had so many things she wanted to share because of where we are in the world today. She wants to talk about three in particular today as she shares her beautiful spiritual story we're sharing. So stay watching, stay listening. We're going to be talking about regaining hope. We're going to be talking about fulfillment and purpose in a world gone crazy. And we're also going to be talking about you're not here to be good. You're here to be better. Hmm. Wondering what that is? I can't wait to share Anne with you. Before she comes on, I'm going to show you a beautiful picture of my guest. I'm going to read you an excerpt that she sent me, which enticed me to do this interview. That's coming up next. Hey, thanks for staying clicked in. I want to I have to read you this beautiful message that Anne sent me going back and forth, trying to figure out if we were a good fit today. And when I read this, it just truly lined up with me. So as we know where we are in the world right now, it makes me aware that back in my working days, if you know the computer got all balled up and I got locked out, right? I would call the IT department and the first thing that they would tell me to do, and you know where I'm going with this, right? Control, Alt, Delete, unplug it, replug it in, wait four minutes, right? And go back to work. And it truly is in that rest that all the little back computer components, right? Refix the hard drive and you're up and running again. I think that's where we are right now in the world. And I hope, I hope this little stop ends up being a benefit to us. That's my intention anyway. So let me show you, Anne. I'll read you this and I'll, I think you'll see, like I saw, why it's such a beautiful fit. So without further ado, here we go. She says, Jean, how many of your clients are currently feeling like they're reinventing themselves and having to start over? You see, there's no better time than now to lay the foundation for that new, real, relevant, resilient them. As an author and speaker and resilient coach, the number one complaint I hear is that people are just not happy. They're not fulfilled because they truly have no idea what their life purpose is. 
Because of this, it feels empty, and this not knowing is painful. Humanity does everything in its power to distract and ignore this, but now the world has come to this full stop. This is a monumental wake-up call, because only in the stillness of this full stop can we truly hear the voices from within, that voice of our soul that is screaming for recognition, acknowledgement, and the true desire to be fed. So here's my question today for you. Are you hungry enough? I sure am. So stay listening. Our intention today is to truly feed your soul in this beautiful spiritual story we're sharing. That interview is up next. So hi, Anne. Thank you so much for being part of my focus, which is spiritual stories worth sharing. And I share these stories and these beautiful people on my YouTube channel and also on my podcast, the Intuitive Mindset Podcast with Jeannie Lynch. So I know you and I met on a podcast group and I had put up the taglines, you know, looking for people who have inspirational stories to share, found you immediately, went out and got your book. So really excited for you to bring in this beautiful spiritual story we're sharing and get to know you a little better, make a new friend as we already talked about and um, help each other in this journey of what's going on in the world. And I know we have a lot to say about that because you're a transitional coach, life coach, and I'm kind of really curious to learn more about that. So the first question I have for you is what was going on in your life when this, you know, spiritual story or this awakening or this desire to do the work that you're doing today led you here? You know, it started, it started very young, but, but my most recent memory was I was probably, I got married at 21, very young, and it was not a happy marriage from the beginning. And it's, it, it just pushed a lot of the buttons. I wasn't one of those people who knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. So being in this marriage, I was very much led uh, by my husband. We had a very successful design firm. I didn't have a baby until 10 years into the marriage and was very, um, was kind of like just coasting along until my dad came to visit me when I was about 26 years old. And he, um, he proceeded to, within a week, drop dead in my house. Visiting. Visiting. And um, I mean, actually, it goes a little bit deeper than that. He was coming to start over his life because he had gone bankrupt. And maybe this is a part of a story I'll I'll share another time. What led to these this unfortunate crisis and he wanted to start over. So I've seen my whole life people starting over. I saw a mother who, um, God bless her, she's still alive, but very much traumatized by the early death of my dad. He passed at 52. And growing up, I saw her going for her master's degree one class at a time because just that's what women did. They, well, women didn't go to school, but yeah, good point. Yeah. she had three children and she wanted that, de- that degree. But she also wanted to be that mother. She was a product of her, of her time. So I remember her going one class a week until she graduated just before my dad came down to Florida to start over. She had just graduated that, that first master's degree. Wow. 
And then my dad comes down and he drops dead. And I have to arrange to ship that body back, tell her. Um, at that moment, I realized that life is way too short to live somebody else's life. Yes. Wow. Way so too short. Was your marriage already ending at this point and his marriage had already ended? I, did oh, I, miss I, I ended up sticking out with the marriage for a few more years and divorced when I was 33. So I was in marriage for 13 years. I, I divorced with my, uh, my son. He was three at the time. And uh, I, I just said, so that just was like drama and trauma. There are no other words for it. Yeah. And at that point, I just said, somehow, some way, I don't know how, because we were so enmeshed, because we were working together and everything, I didn't know how I was going to break out on my own. I didn't know. This is such an important conversation, too, because I know we both assist people, right, in our practices. And I'm finding that, you know, I, I've said this, and I got to be careful the way I say it, because I don't, I don't want people to hear it the wrong way. But I first went through this divorce, and I didn't have the skills to go through the divorce. And so it was this horrible experience. Years later, because I had the skills of going through the divorce, I lost my daughter. And I had the skills to go through loss, to process mindfulness, meditation. You know, I had that, those tools in my arsenal. And I remembered saying to somebody once, oh, the divorce was worse. And I, and I know that sounds a little strange, but what I meant and what I mean is having the skills. So here we are, you are assisting people and teaching them these skills. So did this start your practice for helping other people because you learned it's, these skills? started a journey of self-reflection and, and not only was I on a, um, I also went back to school I studied educational leadership. I also then decided that, you know what? We were financially, we were doing well. Yeah. And we had the house, we had the business, but I was not happy. So pursuing more money, I knew was not going to be the answer. I said, there had to be something else. So that's when I started spiritual study. I started studying many spiritual disciplines, have been studying for the past... 26 years I have been a student and teacher of Jewish spirituality and Kabbalah Got it. and have been just using that, using my traditional degree uh, to just take control of my life, teach other, teach others. The, there are universal truths, Jeannie. There, there, there are universal truths. Yes. We are, unfortunately, people say, oh, we're not born with a, a manual. But yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. We are born with a very universal and very old manual. And you just need to know how to decode it. Yeah. You need to know where to find the pieces you need to find. That so, and, so I know if we're talking about the same thing, when you say universal man, are you talking of the universal laws? Is that what you mean? Like, you know, about universal laws, divine intelligence, all the stuff that is just common to all of humanity you know when we say like for example the ten commandments when we say do not steal do not kill that that applies to all of humanity those are universal truths yes those are universal laws yes non-harming yeah. buddhism <laughs> right. they're, they're universal right they yes. just cross all disciplines love that if you want to live a life of joy and fulfillment and abundance then, and by the way, that's our birthright and destiny. Did you know that, Jean? Oh, yes. 
I teach that. that. A, yeah. I don't think so many people know that. Yeah. They think like Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. But this was one of the things I learned early on that it was my birthright and my destiny to be full of abundance and health and joy and purpose. It is no, it is no coincidence that you and I are meeting and doing this work because what you're saying just rings so true for my work also. So I'm so happy we're lining up. So clearly this incident of your father passing in front of you and I'm so sorry for that loss and then you going through the divorce and recognizing and starting to be a spiritual teacher this changed your life clearly one of my questions is how did it change your life? <laughs> for the better right well for the better yeah but like totally unexpected yeah. Love so, that. If you would have asked me if I could ever have seen this coming I mean what <laughs> So one of the life plans that we, that shows up in my spiritual practice quite often is the, the life of shock, or as we call like the life of discernment, you know? What I've uncovered about myself is I truly do make those changes in my life when the shock happens. 9-11 was a shock. I mean, COVID is a shock. We're all in shock with what's going on in the world today. And look at the beautiful, I know it's, I know we're in, I, I actually, we talked about this before we got on, right? We were going to make sure we said where we were in the world today to acknowledge that we're in the middle of coronavirus. Yours is on live right now. My, my show won't air for a couple months. We wanted to kind of do a timestamp for where we are. We're right in the middle of the riots are taking place and Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. And so look at where we are as, as, terrible as where we are there's some beautiful things coming from this this awareness and this awakening of this universal truth so the timing for this is perfect do you agree i i don't call well everyone coins the the experience differently you what you coin shock i call wake-up calls got it um yeah and and some of them are more shock shocking than others so your process for going through, I'm interested in your, your spiritual studies. You've got 10 years on me, by the way. I, I've been on my spiritual journey for only 15. So I feel like I'm talking to an elder and I don't mean that age-wise. But um, I'm curious, you said through the Kabbalah and I don't know a lot about that. So I, I tend to go more towards Christianity, excuse me, Christianity and Buddhism and you know the spiritual universal law. Is it that different or is it the same? You know what? Universal rules and truths are universal rules and truths. And let's just leave it at that. Yeah. When, when you know what that whatever you hear, if it rings right and true, it usually is right and true. Um, and it's, 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 we say that there's a beautiful expression. It says, Shivim Penim, Shivim Penim Al HaTorah. There's 70 different faces to learning spirituality and wisdom. So whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you there, whatever works for you, as long as there is an understanding of a higher power. Yeah. And I always say when people say to me, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in a higher power. I say, you know what, I get it. I wasn't, you know, the most spiritual human being myself for many, many years. But the one thing that always rang true to me was is my husband says this expression. He says, when, when you are um, in the foxhole and bullets are raining over your head, yeah. who do you pray to? Yeah, good point. We all 
somehow in some way when the crap hits the fan when we have a shocking situation in our life when there's a wake-up call in our life at that moment the first thing we do is go to our higher power why me help me there is an understanding and an acknowledgement of a force that is greater And in that place, in that greater force, in that place is where all all joy, all abundance, all health, all fulfillment, all blessings, it's there. Because there's so, no separation, right, Anne? I mean, we are we are God, right? In a sense, you know, we're all one. There's no we separation. We are all, we all have our okay. Let's put it this way. We all have our animal soul and our godly soul. Love, we all love have, your terminology. <laughs> we all have parts of us. The animal soul is the part that is connected to physicality. And it's basically, we can put it into our, a common vernacular. It, it would fall into Maslow, Maslow's hierarchies of, hierarchy of needs, the, the basic needs, the needs yeah shelter and safety and food. That's, that's the animal soul. So that's the part of us that the moment, moment we land in a physical body here on this earth, that's the part of us that starts to dominate. Yeah. And that's the part where we, where we start to like, I want more. I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want, I want. Yeah. So we said we were going to talk about a couple things today. I want to make sure we get to those. We talked about where we are in this life. We just kind of did that. I love that we're starting the conversation about living your fulfilling and working in your own full fulfillment, right? To not, not be drudging and going to the job you can't stand or in the marriage that's ended. And, you know, so how do you coach people to that is another thing I want to talk about. And then I want to get into your book. So hopefully we can do that in our beautiful half an hour together. So take me to how do you how does somebody find you and work with you and get to the point where, you know, they're in a terrible work situation and they, they don't want to, they're not happy. And how do you help? How do what's the first step to helping? Most somebody? people come to me because there's a part of their life that's not working. Yeah. Whether it's the relationship, whether it's the financial part, whether it's an issue with a child. Um, and when they come to me, we first realize that, because they're not balanced in the area of and getting the fulfillment, that incredible yummy fulfillment that comes from living in alignment with your, your purpose, then everything else that's going wrong seems 10 times more intensified. Mm-hmm. True. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So what we try to do is rather than put, sometimes I have to put band-aids on, you know, we need to like, you know, dial down the stress. But for the most part, I have a program, and this is what the book is about, which walks you through about six steps on how to really start understanding what your life's purpose is, how to live a life of impact and meaning. And then everything else around you, believe it or not, starts to fall into place. Or if it's still stressful and if it's still out of balance, it doesn't have that same hold on you that same power, because as I mentioned before, it is our birthright and destiny to live a life of fulfillment and and to live our potential. And when we do that, every other aspect of our life is enhanced. 
Do you do it through teaching the law of attraction? Is that part of your... No, the first thing I do is I talk about um, what I call monitoring your internal mindset. Okay. The first thing we have to do is become very clear of which voice is talking to you. Now, we can call the animal soul the bad guy and the higher soul the good guy. Yeah. Okay. Most people are absolutely um, clueless when it comes to identifying those voices. They know very clearly about the animal soul, the bad guy. I want, I want, and I want it now. Yeah. They're very connected to that. But the voice of the higher power, the voice of your higher soul, the good guy, if you don't learn how to listen to that good guy, you're never going to cross that bridge from survival to optimal self-actualization. Yeah. So let's dive into this beautiful book. First off, tell me the title because it's so catchy and so smart. So say the title. You aren't here to be good. You are here to be better. How to reclaim hope purpose, and fulfillment in a world gone crazy. I love it. So tell me the inspiration of what came from that title. Did the title come first and then all the practices around it? Because No, the practices came first and I, with the editor, went back and forth and back and forth about the, the title. It was like, how do you put like, you know, this whole book on how to live a life a good life, the best life you can have. Like, how can I pick out one concept, right? right. So, uh, like, now I talk about how to live the life that lights you up. Yeah. So, this it's all the same concept. It's how to live your potential, be, have the best life, make the best of whatever you got in this lifetime, right? So, Anne, how can we follow you, be part of your tribe? Is it something that anyone can do or, you know, take us through to like someone working with you? What is, can, I know I get to be part of your Facebook and this is on Facebook. So, tell me more about how people can potentially work with you. And I'll put all your descriptions and contacts yeah, in the sure. description. I have on my Facebook page, Anne Shoshana Dector. I have links to booking a complimentary 30-minute discovery call with me. Um, I have links to, I give people my, the first three chapters of my book to read and see if it resonates with them. Um, they're, they're just, just reach out. I mean, and I have a, you can email me directly at good to better. 2020 the 2020 is 2020 okay better 2020 at gmail.com any questions look the goal is to and this this is tip this is a major tip i give for people you know in their life is surround yourself with like-minded people because no one can do this this work by themselves so you reach out you connect with people who have what you want to learn yeah and um, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book, so to speak. I, I love to speak to people, I love to connect with them, but I give it to you straight. They don't call me the Resilience Warrior Coach for nothing. That's it's, the title I like. So Resilience, say it again. Resilience Warrior Coach. I love that. So here's my next question that's a good lead into that title. What do you wanna share with others when you're talking about resilience? What, is your, what does that mean when you're coaching people to be resilient? since you're a resilient coach. And I know some people have an issue with this, but I'm a fighter, I'm a scrapper. You gotta fight. Yeah. You gotta fight for, for your birthright and destiny. Yeah. You gotta fight for your happiness. You have to fight for your fulfillment. Yeah. No one is gonna give it to you for free. 
And actually, that's one of the reasons why you're here. There is a holy term called tikkun. 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 T-I-K-U-N-E. And it means to fix. Each one of us are born with a tikkun, something we have to fix. And it usually comes in the form of a challenge. Okay. So anybody who thinks that life is going to be a bowl of cherries, don't come to me. Now, do you believe what I believe, which is not only do we have that tikkun, or the word, to do, but that we chose it prior to coming here? Do you believe that? Um, Some is chosen. Some is as a consequence to certain behaviors that we engaged in. Okay. Past karma and that whole piece. Okay. So combination of all of it. I love it. Combination of all of it. But the reality is I don't care where it came from. You're born with a tikkun and you got to deal with it in this lifetime. Because if you don't, you are, death does not negate it. You will have to repeat it. And usually when we repeat, whether it's in this lifetime, in the form of another challenge, or next lifetime, it's going to be 10 times intensified. I have to tell you, is it, that might, might sound um, scary to people to hear, but I'll tell you from my own experience and understanding that and learning that, I came here to learn about loss, love, forgiveness. Like that's my, that's my thing. And so when I lost my, I lost two children, but when I lost my second child, I was thinking to myself and learning this about in my own spiritual practice, you know, that I chose this and this was the lesson I wanted to learn and, and so on. That wasn't, it didn't take the power away from me. It gave me back my power to say, okay, so if this is my course and I want to, I want to get a PhD in it, I really want to understand this. So I don't have to go through this experience again and set out to kind of approach it from that point. So as we're saying this, it's not to be said like, you know, fight or flight, right? You know, you, you can do or die. It's really like uh, resilient, right? Take on that challenge and, and do the best that you can. The, the one caveat, the, not the caveat, the good news that goes along with this is that when you choose in grace to do this challenge and say, you know what? I'm not going to distract. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm going to, I'm going to take this one on head on, even though it's like, wow, it's going to be painful. My, my natural instinct, my animal soul is like, run, run as far and fast as you can. Right. But the, our sages teach that if you choose to take this on, then the challenge will be mitigated. So let's move on to, because we're almost close to wrapping up too. I want to make sure because of where we are in the world today and because of what you coach too, and I know you started to say this about the pause and the question that you put out on Facebook today. What would be to your message to the people today that are feeling like, I didn't choose this, Anne. There's no way in hell I wrote in COVID to learn this experience. What would you offer anyone a spiritual message today, just a, a spiritual message of hope, just so we can get to our um, I, wrap I, up? Something that I've been really thinking about and teaching about for the, for the past few weeks is to realize that if we want help from above, if we want the abundance to come from above and the protection and the healing, we have to take certain actions here. Mm-hmm. So the action that I would suggest everyone take is choose to fight this battle with COVID, with your fear, with whatever is going on right now. 
is choose to face it, choose to take it on. It'll be mitigated, it'll be shortened in intensity, and you will learn so much, but you will only know a little while down the road. You'll only later see what the silver lining is. But don't run away. Don't stop the voice inside that is screaming to say, you can do this, take this path, make this choice, do a different choice, do something different than you've ever done. Now, I I would add to that, and it's probably the same thing you're saying, which is through love, right? Through love, support, helping others, you know, all that. That's, I think, how we really get out of this. Not the scarcity of where we are today. So I love our conversation. Thank you. I love love what we talked about. And have I missed anything before we head into our rapid fire? Have I, when you thought about doing this interview today, you were like, you saw my platform and you thought, oh, I I line up with her. And is there anything that you want to make sure gets said or have you already said it? I'm going with flow. How's that? That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so we're moving in. We're going to do our rapid fire. So for your Facebook friends, right, you're missing the, the bells and whistles and the music, but it'll still be fun to hear your answers. Um, Let's go. Okay, so one, one, two words. You can't say anything long, right? What is a favorite book or teacher that you'd like to share with others? The Four Agreements. Oh, I love, you know there's a fifth agreement coming out? Oh, there is? Uh-huh. Just oh, that out. Um, the world today, what does the world need in order to be changed, Anne? The world needs uh, love. Love that. Um, your life lesson, we all like you. What is the word you used earlier? Tune. Everybody comes with a certain. What is yours? What do you think your life lesson is? Mine was to stand in my truth. And here you are doing it. So lesson learned. Once you learn the lesson, it's yours. I love that. What do you love about yourself, Anne? I love the fact that um, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So I was worried you weren't going to be on this call today, but you taught (laughs) me. Of course I am, right? So thank you. I appreciate you being a woman of your word. What are you doing when you're experiencing joy, Anne? Exactly what we're doing right here. Talking about healing the world and connecting i love it so that is our time together thank you so much so whether people are watching this on our platforms on youtube or even listening to this on our podcast the intuitive mindset podcast with Jeannie lynch we truly do appreciate the audience and your time today and it was so nice getting to know you more and i feel like i made a new friend so mission accomplished Beautiful, Jeannie. Thank you so much. And we will collaborate some more in the future, I'm sure. I would love that. I love doing collaborations. Thank you, Anne. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can find more of my content on my YouTube channel. I'm under Jeannie Lynch. I have over 225 videos out there in full HD color for you to review. All my media links are in the description. Thanks again and have a great day.